This is the D.V.O. Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today is a momentous day. Today is the day we've all been waiting for. Scopely has made a huge announcement, but before we get to that, this is the DVO podcast with your host, David D, and this guy, the vengeful one. Man, today is going to be so awesome. Fresh and hot off the presses, we have a very, very special guest. We have some of you may know him as Jiggy Jeff, Jazzy Jeff, Juicy Jeff. We just know him as <laughs> Jeff from Scopely. <laughs> Welcome, Jeff. Uh, thank you very much. No one calls me that. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I guarantee you your girlfriend calls you Juicy Jeff. But <laughs> well, we're, not, we're not getting into that. <laughs> and for those of you that don't know, Jeff is the guy who designs all of the recent awesome characters on this game. And it is such an honor and privilege for us to have you on this show. Again, welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. It's an honor and privilege to, to be on here. I appreciate you guys uh, having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is, um, uh, you can ask Davey, uh, I have said for the longest time, man, I just wish we could get Jeff on the podcast. Facts. Obviously, Eric would be fun and the other, but man, like, I am such a nerd when it comes to characters and, and their movesets and that sort of thing. And just to be able to pick your brain and, and think about the future of the game and whatnot. Um, Cause I know that you're into kind of the, uh, the overall gameplay as well, not just uh, characters. So I uh, really have been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, thank you for, for being here. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely what, uh, what drew me to the, to the position as well. So um, definitely happy to talk about it. Yeah, man. So um, tell us a little about yourself, like who you are, how you became um, a game, de a character designer, really at Scopely, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so uh, I've had sort of a, I guess you call it non-traditional path um, to get here. Uh, I started at Scopely about two years ago. Um, and before that, I was actually an attorney. Um, so my uh, experience on this game is also my experience in games in general. Uh, so when I started, I actually joined um, the, the live operations team, which handles sort of the, the live events, the mega superstars, uh, creates the, um, you know, the different, uh, tours that run on a week over week basis. And about, uh, a year into doing that, I told a couple of people that I was really interested in, uh, character design and I kind of pointed out some, uh, sort of improvements that I would make on existing characters or what I would, you know, where I would kind of like to take things in the future if possible. And I think that kind of got people's uh, attention and um, they let me start doing it a little bit uh, uh, sort of on the side and that ended up becoming more of a, a full-time role. And so now I'm a, a game designer and I'm responsible for all um, uh, character design and uh, sort of look thinking about the meta and ways to um sort of either shift it or make sure that it's that it's healthy and i'm sure we'll dig into that a little bit too okay can you give us like a quick summary of all the characters you've worked on because i know you haven't done all of them just like a couple of recent ones yeah um so i i took over character design when when the zombies event rolled out the first one that i worked on entirely on my own was uh the Kevin Owens zombie character. Um, 
who I know didn't have the, the greatest reputation. <laughs> um, but then uh, after that, uh, I also was involved a little bit in like uh, Doink the Clown, uh, a little bit of his sort of rework um, when I got the initial design for him. And then most the most recent one that I worked on uh, was Matt Hardy. I have another uh, coworker who has started to take over uh, some of the ongoing character release work because um, I've been working primarily now on on four star uh, uh, design, and so uh, he he worked on Jeff Hardy. I worked on Matt Hardy. Um, he's mm. done a lot of the the much more recent characters. That's pretty cool, man. Um, do you personally own all of your characters, or do you have to play like regular people <laughs> and collect them? I I wish that I owned the characters <laughs> that I designed. Um, no, I have a, a real live account that uh, I put my own money into. Um, I have, I'm trying to think, my, my best two characters, I have two three-star silvers, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt and Alberto Del Rio. Um, and those, you know, those get me pretty far, but I haven't uh, been fortunate enough to to win the ones that I've created. <laughs> I also get plenty of time to, you know, test them in, in non-live environments. So, you know, I, I guess I, I have that. So yeah. it's, it's a little less exciting than, you know, if we pulled it, because it's the first time we're playing with a certain character. You're like, yeah, it's oh, true. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. or, you know, I've, I've, even if you pull them, you're like, oh, I've played this guy at max gold and now he's on level bronze. I, uh, yeah and by that point you know i've played like a hundred matches with him and run you know simulations and things like that on him and i'm i'm pretty much done with that with that right. superstar. so i'm ready to move on to the next creation so yep. um so i know you mentioned a little bit about uh you know you worked on the live ops team prior um but i was curious is there anything specific that maybe the players that have been playing since the global release uh might recognize that were uniquely yours prior to the character design yeah. Um, so back uh, back when I was on the live operations team, we kind of uh, the the different we call them live operations managers um, would work on different weeks worth weeks worth of content. And uh, the a couple that you might remember if you've been playing for a while, I worked on the um, Money in the Bank and the Steal They Earn. Um, it was actually a million dollar corporation uh, themed week. Um, so some of those, my, what I was trying to do at the time was come up with events that were, um, that were different. And, you know, for example, with Gauntlet Blitz, uh, to me, what's fun about Blitz is trying to finish the entire thing. And you're really only going to want to do that if the rewards are appropriate and if the rewards are sort of, uh, structured in a way that gives you the incentive to finish the whole thing. So that sort of led to the idea of, kind of giving nominal rewards for all of the other nodes and then giving sort of a, a big reward at the end. Um, and we've, you know, improved upon that, I think, as, as time has gone on. But those were some of the things that I worked on uh, back then. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people had mixed feelings about the money in the blank, bank earn style blitz. I absolutely loved them. At the time, I thought they were it was finally a blitz reward that was worthy of uh, going through hell mode. Um, at the end, I was, I was happy to take a thousand coins along the way to get, 
you know, possibly at the time getting, you know, getting two, two star gold tokens was a big deal. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, cause the only way you could get them was in versus or maybe Sunday night heat. If you were lucky to get one out of six chance to get the one that you wanted. So yeah. that was a, that was like a really worthwhile blitz. And then, you know, to go back to the other ones was like, uh, I'll just skip it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was something that, like, if you weren't looking for uh, a lot of health packs at that time, then right. you mm -hmm. got health packs, you'd be disappointed and that sort of thing. And that was definitely uh, some of the feedback that we got and that we were taking into account for, for the next events like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, the, that was the general idea. Any event that we run um, is never going to be perfect, so it's always good to get feedback and figure out how we can improve. For sure. And then also just being able to do a variety of events so that it tailors to different um, people at different stages of the game and that sort of thing. So right. I definitely love that change up. So uh, it it's not surprising to me that the person who came up with that is also the person that came up with a lot of the great characters from the fall that we uh, that we really grew to um, enjoy. Uh, I guess, you know, Mr. Perfect and Macho Man and some of those some of those uh, new characters from that era of the game. Um, are definitely some some very powerful characters, and we'll get into some of those topics here in a bit. Um, um, go ahead, sorry. So, uh, why don't you can you walk us through kind of the timeline of events between uh, the idea of a character? So, let's say you're assigned, hey, uh, we need we need to make Mister Perfect. Uh, so, what's the timeline of events that goes between uh, between the idea of that character and then the final execution? Yeah, um, that will, that, here's the, here's the traditional sort of uh, timeline. Traditional timeline is we have a calendar of uh, sort of events and releases and we um, plan these things out typically at least a couple weeks, if not a month or more in advance of when we're going to release a certain character. Mm. Um, when we get that information from the, you know, when, we work with the live ops team. I say we now because I have another person working with me on the character design. When we get that information from the live ops team, uh, we'll start thinking about, you know, what uh, what class and what style is this is this character. Um, that's something that I don't think always has um, a lot of sort of significance to it, and we're trying to to work on that to establish clearer um, styles and establish clearer strengths and weaknesses of different classes and styles. So we'll look at. Um, what, what class and style is the character? What are some other characters with that same class and style who uh, have been made in the past? What worked with them? What didn't work? Um, and try to improve upon, you know, if somebody had a reinforced gem build and the reinforced gems weren't really doing anything for that character, how can we use those in a way that makes them interesting? Which we've tried to do that with, I think, uh, Triple H, King of Kings. And I think if I'm remembering correctly, with Stone Cold uh, yeah. Showboat. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's kind of the starting point. And, and then secondly, and just, just as importantly, is especially now trying to make sure that each new character, each new superstar has the uh, sort of move sets and, and the signature moves, the finishers that um, players expect. Because that's another thing that with uh, past releases, you know, there was, uh, it seemed like there was sort of a plan to release um, different moves later in the, in the sort of game's lifetime. Um, when you don't have, you know, the Stone Cold Stunner, you have sort of Million Dollar Dream or something like that. Right. Um, and that's something that we've got a lot of feedback on from players. So we want to make sure that the movesets are authentic, that they're true to the to the superstar, and that if you 
you know, if you're lucky enough to win one of these characters that you're, that you get the moveset that you expect. Yeah. So how do you determine the class of a character? Is it based on their in-ring persona or is there a quota per class that needs to be met? So it's first and foremost based on their in-ring persona. We try our best to um, assign them based on what they, what they're known for, what their strengths are. Um, that gets a little challenging when you have a character like Triple H who has, you know, I think at this point, four different, uh, am I mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, different, different uh, versions. Because um, then you start to, you know, okay, he's a powerhouse. Yeah, he's a striker. Yeah, um, he's a technician. But then where do you go from there? I guess a showboat. I guess, you know, King of Kings, that's a very showboat type uh, character. So mm. um, we try, we've tried our best not to, double up we've, we've never doubled up so far on you know when there's a second version of a character um having two of the same class but uh yeah i mean it, it first starts with who they are in the ring and then sort of secondarily um what what are the class needs are we is there a shortage right now of acrobats is there are there oh. no new gen acrobats right now i don't believe there are any of those for example um so yeah that's kind of how that goes very cool. Um, so with, since you took over, um, I feel like every character has at least two viable move sets, which is not the case from the past. In the past, we'd have a lot of, you know, convert color turn gems into protect gems or something like that, which is you know, not terribly viable. But since you took over, there's been a lot of characters that have, you know, you can run at least two different ways. Um, so clearly this takes significant foresight. So where do you get your inspiration uh, from uh, for all these characters to create that kind of move set? Yeah, so to, I guess to me, um, and you know, I, I'll say that the, with, the, with the characters and the, super, the superstars that I've designed, um, there has certainly been some where it's sort of, there's an obvious primary move set and that's kind of the one you go with. And there are some secondary moves that might be more situational, but um, what I really enjoy about the game and I think where we can improve a lot is really uh, increasing the amount of agency that a player has in terms of what uh, moves that they select um, before the match with uh, what the actual moves do when they're in the match. Um, you know, making your choices matter a lot more, both pre-match and in the match. So uh, that's sort of been the, the driving force or the inspiration behind a lot of the characters that designs, just making sure that, uh, or trying to make sure that you have uh, different choices before the match, depending on who your opponent is. That, like I said, that's not always the case. Sometimes it's like, yeah, if you have a choose gems to swap to, to red gems, you're going to bring that. 99% of the time, if not 100% of the time, but um, giving players uh, options to to make their their choices matter more. That's been a big uh, component of all of this. Yeah, that that's definitely a part of it. I think um, you know, unless you're talking about, let's say, a, a UF Seth, even he's got a couple ways to run based on the situation and the trainers. Uh, but like next big thing there's one way to run him right and he's dominant you know <laughs> but um but there are others where maybe you start thinking about maybe i want to take this character in against that guy because we have the same feeder color and that sort of thing and uh it does it that does make it a, a much more interesting way i don't know if you've seen uh 
Compi and Choli's videos in the last uh, couple weeks with their little uh, hell mode challenge where they go in with a different character for all the class tour hell mode nodes. So they have to pick the right one for the right situation and they can't use the same guy twice. Um, it kind of speaks to what you were talking about right there where you have to think ahead of time about which character and which move sets. And um, I would imagine that at four stars, that's going to become even more viable once you start adding more moves and some of the other changes, which love to get into with you yeah and and i think that i'll have to check those out because that that sounds very interesting and uh and they do awesome work so i'll definitely be checking those out um but i think that's definitely part of what uh what we're going for and i think uh you'll see over the next few months especially that um there's going to be a, a bigger emphasis on uh sort of your defensive team setups I and mean, there's already an emphasis on that with like your versus team who you set for defense and your your feud team how you set it up for defense um but with uh, a new feature that we'll be rolling out later this year uh, it'll become even more important and i think having the flexibility to have for example both a defensive setup and an offensive setup um for a particular character becomes or if it's not already valuable it'll become even more valuable that's exciting because uh, you know i love <clears throat> obviously offensive setups as much as the next guy but I absolutely love coming up with troll defensive setups. Yeah. <laughs> the best. So Yeah. And <laughs> I think that that's, that's, it, it's something that I think we can do a better job on uh, sort of showing you how your defensive teams do, not just like the a quick summary in versus mode of victory or defeat, but um, I, I would love to give a little bit more information and sort of like uh, really tell you when and ideally how your, your defense beats somebody there's nothing that would be awesome because um i, I know that in the, the last couple of feuds uh i've had setups where i really wish i could see what my opponent was uh dealing with yep. you know because sometimes you don't really anticipate it um you know vince is a dominant character to have to go against you know one black match and he can get his yellows off and it's it's gonna hurt you except for the fact that right now he doesn't break his loot boxes so, right. yeah. you know, uh, so all of a sudden, you know, what seemed like a good defensive build, you, you realize that it's, it's really not. Um, so that would be very cool. That would be very, very cool to be able to see how that all plays out for the opponent. Yeah. And, and yeah, no, I should say, since uh, Eric's not here and he would probably slap me on the wrist, uh, no promises on that. That's something that I would love to do and I've been pushing for, but uh, we'll see if it actually uh, as long sense. as it's as long as it's heard and being considered then that's, definitely that's that's what, we, what we're after so uh i know we've got i don't even know how many people are listening live right now this a is a billion crazy. yeah <laughs> reverend wayne had like the previous record for most uh live listeners but uh you have shattered that record sorry Rev. excellent that was my <laughs> only goal <laughs> Um, so everybody wants to hear obviously about four star characters. So why don't we dive into that? Um, you know, obviously we're anticipating the release of four stars coming soon. Um, my understanding is it will be after this uh, month long event. Uh, it seems, uh, over the course of time and more recently also that it's kind of met with both excitement and fear, depending on who you ask. On one hand, we're all very much excited to explore, uh, the new, uh, ways that we can play with the current characters on our roster you know they get the new move makes them more appealing to level up uh, on the other hand there's a fear that there might be a lack of balance in the meta or more of a disparity between the players so on a broad level 
what are some of the objectives that you'd like to see with four-star characters as it relates to in-match gameplay as well as overall game balance? Yeah, so definitely in terms of um, within the four-star, within four-star gameplay, meaning four-star character versus a four-star character, um, we are definitely looking for uh, a lot more uh, balanced fighting, uh, a lot more balanced matches, I should say. Um, when you get to three stars and especially the three star gold, um, a lot of matches end up ending in two turns. You charge your two colors that, you know, put a bunch of random gems on the board and then do a choose move that charges your third move, which you tend not to even need um, because the, the two moves end up finishing the match and it's over. And then, you know, while that tends to feel good because you want a match instantly and it's, you know, it's a win. Um, that tends to get, in my opinion, a little bit repetitive, and there's not a ton of uh, sort of player agency that that I think is really interesting and healthy for for a game in general. Um, so, at four stars, one of a couple of the big principles are you know better balance. Um, really, try to increase player agency. Make your make your choices in the match matter a lot more. Um, when do you use a move? When do you, um, where do you select gems? Do you go for a, a big combo right away? Do you, do you wait? And obviously that comes with it, um, a certain amount of balancing, uh, both in terms of like your HP, your gem damage, your move damage. Um, and we're accomplishing that in a number of different ways, uh, at four stars, including, um, generally speaking, your, your health your HP is going to scale more aggressively at four stars than your uh, gem damage and move damage will um, mm. to allow for uh, ideally a, a little bit longer matches where your choices can matter more um, so that you're not just, you know, wiping a guy's health bar immediately. Um, that's, that's one of the big things. Obviously that with a new power tier, you're going to see that, um, you know, your three-star characters will struggle against uh, the four-star characters. And I think that's, that's natural. Um, uh, to what extent that's true, that's still sort of um, being, uh, the, the details on that are being ironed out in terms of the balance there. But I think you can expect it to be mostly comparable to, to what you've seen in the past. I think if you go from, you know, two stars to three stars, there's a couple other key differences. You get an extra trainer slot, for example, you're not getting an extra trainer slot at, at four stars. Um, so there are some differences that make that jump even bigger in some ways. Um, but I think in, in general, it's going to be difficult to take in a, a three-star gold guy and take down a, a four, your, your standard four-star bronze guy. That makes sense. Um, it's, it's good to hear about, it sounds like, again, you know, with the health scaling more so, more proportionally than, uh, gem damage and move damage that sounds like you again extend the match which i guess also emphasizes characters that are going to have the ability to recycle moves if it sounds am i correct there yeah i think that both um i think that both characters that recycle moves as well as uh characters with strong submission if not uh, quick charging submission moves will also be very valuable oh, nice. just in terms of keeping your your opponent's moves um at bay i guess um I have a I have a feeling those will be uh, pretty pretty significant at four stars. There's a there are a few other sort of principles that we're really trying to um, emphasize at four stars that might have not been emphasized as much at three or or 
especially three stars, but um, making classes sort of be more, uh, making the differences be more significant, making them more well-defined. Um, I think you can expect showboats, for example, to be even tankier than they are now. Um, and I think strikers, for example, uh, might be a little bit more sort of glass cannon type, if you will, um, maybe more similar to how they were at, at two stars in the sense that their health won't scale as highly as, you know, certainly not as the showboats will, but maybe even less so than some of the other classes to compensate for the fact that they do such massive um, gem damage with their primary gem color. Mm. Um, yeah, so, so really trying to make uh, more distinctions, more, you know, significant differences among the classes to make them actually feel like they play differently. Um, in my experience, I, there, there certainly are some differences that you can observe when you play three stars, but I've found that at the very, very top, to me, it feels like uh, an acrobat with a couple, with a choose move and a powerhouse with a choose move and a showboat with a choose move. It ends up feeling fairly similar how the, a lot of the gameplay goes. Uh, we're never gonna like eliminate that, obviously, but right. um, still trying to make those distinctions matter a little bit more. That's really great to hear because I think, yeah, like you said, at three star gold especially, uh, there are certain, you know, where if you're talking about UF Seth or Brock Lesnar, uh, next big thing, you know, yes, uh, Brock is going to hit harder with that choose move, but even with the kick out damage buff with with Seth Rollins, you can win, you still win on turn two because right. you can set up with the other move and whatnot. And it's, it feels the same, you know, like it's just a different color but it yep. really feels the same. But I, you know, I kind of, uh, there was, I think it was, uh, was it the WrestleMania tour or maybe the anniversary? One of those events uh, where we had to bring in certain characters to win uh, like an entire uh, node or an entire yep. chapter, whatever it was. Um, it kind of forced us to use some of the guys that we had still left at two stars. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, this, plays so differently i actually have to think or i actually have to use some props i actually have to um just the dynamic is very different and it's good to see or good to know that we're we can expect some of that dynamic to come back into the game where um you know i would imagine also if when when you're talking about uh you know the percentage of health difference that a striker is going to have you know significantly less than let's say the average um at least compared to now uh, things like that is, are really going to make the class advantages that much more important because right now they're, they're really not. Yeah, so. absolutely. And and just in, in testing so far, I think, I, you know, I've found that class advantages matter a lot so far um, at four stars. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the big components. And then uh, one other one that I haven't mentioned yet is, is uh, establishing a clearer, I guess, correlation between, uh, the move charge for each move and how much damage it's doing directly, you know, like the direct damage you see, like deal X damage and then change X gems into whatever. Yeah. Um, there is, there, I, I would say there's a loose correlation right now um, between how much it, it costs and then how much damage it's doing. But if you have a, you know, 15 MP move, I think that thing should be doing a, a ton of damage. Like it's yeah. a reward for charging that yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so that's that's definitely a part of um, a part of this. It's not to say that like every seven MP move will have this damage, every eight will have this, because um, I also am am trying to uh, take account of like what the move does. 
-hmm. And, you know, if it's a choose gems and change to this color, then it's not going to, the move damage itself isn't going to be as strong as it otherwise would be because you don't need as much move damage. You have the damage from the, from the gems. So there's a lot of different components to it, but trying to reward you for moves that you've been able to charge despite having a really high move charge. Um, another one of the principles. That's excellent. So it, it almost sounds like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it would be easy to just say, okay, this is what the moves are at three star gold. This is what they would be at four star bronze, add some multiplier to it and then add another move. And there you go. Four star bronze character. But it sounds like you're going character by character uh, class by class and adjusting each move accordingly to create the kind of balance that you are striving to achieve at four stars. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, that's exactly right. I'm, we, we could just say, you know, everything goes two X or three X at four stars, but I think then you'd have um, gameplay that's very reminiscent of three star gold. And, you know, I, I don't think that that is uh, exactly what we're going for, right? So um, trying to improve upon what's good about um, battles of three-star gold and trying to improve uh, upon things that are not so good, um, definitely definitely what we're going for there. And I'm not claiming that, you know, you'll find when you, when you get your first four-star characters, you're playing against other four-star characters that it's, you know, the, this perfect balance or whatever, but um, it, it, we're making a big effort to improve the balance and make sure that it's a lot more fun and that you feel like your choices matter a lot more. Excellent. Excellent. So if I may touch on one aspect of the question also, um, was I know there's been some sentiment in the community about, you know, a lot of people feeling like uh, they've been struggling to get to three-star gold and now four-star bronze is coming out and the feeling of just being left behind a little bit. Um, now I understand, you know, we haven't seen all the details of the upcoming event and it sounds like there's going to be a lot of opportunity to at least get to that three-star gold, if not beyond. Um, but what would you say to the, the fan that's, uh, that's concerned about feeling left behind? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, it's a, it's a natural feeling, especially if you are, are just starting out or something like that. But I think that the, the live ops, team um, and the, the design team together are coming up with a lot of ways to help people get up to that um, tier more easily than you could have in the past. Um, what we don't want, certainly it's, it's not a great experience for anyone is to have, you know, a huge disparity between uh, players who just start the game and feel like they're helpless and can never get to that, you know, to be competitive with uh, other players in the game. Um, so we're, we're definitely making, I think with, release of different hell mode chapters um with some really really nice rewards um if you can get to those things that's going to help you a, a lot and then in addition uh the, the event that's going on with that the that the team has, has created and i don't know all of the details on it i've just kind of seen mostly what what you guys have seen but i think that the a big goal of that is to help everyone sort of power up their their rosters in anticipation for um the release of four stars so that um, everybody has a chance to get on a, you know, a, a more level playing field, at least to, to get everybody um, closer to that, uh, to that new power tier. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that uh, a lot of the recent events and, and hopefully if, you know, um, get a chance to talk to uh, the live ops team here on a podcast soon, that would be fantastic. Uh, but I, I really, uh, you got to give credit where it's due. Some of the recent events, um, the, the, the Dead Man event and, and the Hardy event, 
there've been a lot of great rewards and those two characters specifically, if, if you got them and a lot of people got them was, uh, they're highly competitive, you know? Yeah. So it's, yep. it's, um, between the rewards and the characters, I think there's, I would be much happier starting the game, let's say six, seven, eight months ago versus January of 17, <laughs> where it's grind to get anything. Grinding. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot more opportunity now than there ever was. And this is true. Yeah. As, as yeah, I, I think, and I'll say like the, those guys, um, they do, they put in a lot, lot of work and they, you know, not every event is, is perfect and not every event makes, uh, you know, everyone happy. Um, and that's, that's expected and that's totally normal. Um, and they are always looking for feedback. They're always looking for ways to improve on the events. And I think they've done a great job with, like you said, the, some of the more recent events, um, it's been a lot of fun. I loved getting Jeff Hardy. I use him all the time in versus mode. Cause it's absolutely a, a great troll move just to swap out the stardust <laughs> and face the two star gold dust. I love it. Um, but yeah, like they, they, they really do an awesome job and, uh, they like I said, they're always looking for ways to improve, and they do listen to to the feedback that they get. And Eric does a great job of of especially of communicating that to them. Quick question: Whose idea was it to have that hot tag fu um, function for Jeff Hardy? <laughs> um, so that was a uh, I'll say that was a joint decision between me and the other guy who was working on uh, <laughs> characters. Now um, we. Yeah, we, we wanted to make sure that they had something unique as a tag team mm. that made versus mode uh, at least a little bit different. And, uh, you know, we found out that it had issues with uh, in singles matches. And um, that was the unfortunate part of it was the, the, the bug that's thankfully fixed now. Um, but yeah, the that was sort of a joint decision and, and just playing with it was much fun and figuring out exactly what mp level made sense for uh how quickly you could charge it and and that sort of thing mm, so is that going to be only exclusive to the hardies or will we see like similar iterations with other tag teams i don't know if i can say that that it'll be exclusive to them uh forever i there's not a plan in the sort of immediate future to add it to um another release but i could certainly see it on 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 another character in the future yeah okay cool so uh switching back to four stars um obviously we, we touched on it a little bit already but you know the difference between the power tiers in this game is really significant so like in two star territory i remember back then showboats were really powerful in the sense that they had that extra health which made a big difference and strikers were somewhat marginal due to you know they had the high move charges and lower health um, but obviously, once we get to three-star gold, strikers become kings due to gem damage, and showboats lost their relative benefits of extra health because they couldn't kick out of anything. Right. Um, so uh, you touched on this a little bit before, but is there anything you wanted to add to, um, you know, w with four-star characters, um, which I know right now in three-star gold, you know, gem damage is really king. But in four-stars, how is that going to really the three factors of gem damage, move damage, and health, how is that really going to be balanced overall? Like, which would be the, the main factor in uh, killing off your opponent? I think that's really the, the challenge is trying to make sure that there is, almost that it's not one thing, um, that it's not just gem damage at four stars. That if you 
take a powerhouse, for example, um, you're relying heavily on their move damage. Their, their move damage, uh, just FYI, is likely going to scale more aggressively than other classes will, just because that's supposed to be what they're known for. Um, and when I look back at three-star uh, moves for powerhouses, some of their moves, even if they were 12, 13, 14, 15 MP, um, still weren't doing that much more damage than some of the other classes. So I would say that, you know, if you take a powerhouse, then you're relying on move damage and they're going to be strong because of move damage. If you take a showboat, they're going to be strong because um, of their high health, um, the strength that you noted about showboats at two stars. If you take strikers, they're going to be strong because of their gem damage. Um, they're not going to be as strong because of their their health because that's going to be scaled um, differently, as I mentioned. So what I'm definitely going for is uh, different strengths based on different classes. Uh, and so that's the it's it's a challenge, but that's certainly what uh, that's certainly one of the goals. Excellent. So I would say in recent months, certainly since you've taken over, there seems, at least as a fan, that there's been an em emphasis on making certain legendary wrestlers like Macho Man and Steve Austin and Undertaker Deadman and Mr. Perfect perform toward or at the top of their respective classes. Um, is that indeed the case, the, like a conscious decision on your part to do that? Absolutely. Um, uh, <laughs> with, uh, you know, looking back at some of the, the superstars that we've released in the past and, you know, either looking at the sort of where they ended up on the community tier list or just internally knowing how they performed in, in simulations and things like that. Um, I think that we, uh, when, when I first started in this position, I thought that we could do a much better job of sort of making sure that the sort of classic legendary superstars in the WWE universe um, end up getting the, the sort of love that they deserve um, right. and making sure that when we release a new, macho man that he is you know really strong and that right. he's somebody that you're you're going to be really really happy to win and to to use and he's going to be fun and he's going to be powerful and that sort of thing same with roddy piper uh, another guy that i worked on mr perfect like you mentioned um and that's that's challenging because there's obviously a balance to it making sure that they're not too strong making sure that and, and trying to find out exactly where they're going to land on on sort of people's uh, internal tier lists or whatever mm -hmm. that's that's not always like super easy to predict right but, um i think that we've done a, a pretty good job overall of uh, creating characters at the, at the power tiers that we want them to be and, want and, them, yeah. yeah and where we expect them to to sort of uh perform against other characters yeah and I, I think that's been something that i've really enjoyed seeing because you know somebody like steve austin should be the best showboat you know, if he's a showboat, he should be right yeah. up there, you know. Um, right. But unfortunately, we still do have pre-existing characters in the game. So how do you address somebody like Stardust, who is far greater in game than they were in real life, uh, while still respecting the fact that most gamers have invested very heavily into those characters because they're top characters in the game? Yeah, I think the with with any character that's been released, um, what we what we don't uh, plan to do is, is sort of make them, you know, worse, make them objectively worse. That's never like a, a goal of, a, <laughs> of, of existing characters in the game. Um, I think what, again, one of the sort of goals at four stars is to improve balance so that um, a character like 
Stardust. Um, there, there are a number of other characters that were that have been in the game for a long time that are very, very strong. Um, with those characters, they're not going to be necessarily just on a relative scale. They might not be as dominant as they were at three stars. They're still going to be very strong, completely viable, um, have the same moves. Nothing's going to change about that. Um, but you know, maybe a uh, a big choose move doesn't end the match immediately. Something like like that. So I think you know, making sure that the characters keep their keep their strengths and keep what's strong about them, but improving sort of the overall game balance so that there are more interesting choices and so that those not not just one type of move ends up just outclassing every other type um, is is what we're going for. So it sounds like it's it's not so much you're never you're not going to nerf somebody but at the same time you can evolve the overall gameplay in a certain way uh and also introduce other characters with different skill sets that help in different ways that that just makes it less of a no-brainer choice that oh technician stardust you have them you have the trainers just that's the one that yeah and more of a interesting decision based on your play style what you value that sort of thing exactly i think that with um with some characters like that, not only just the overall balance um, expected to improve at four stars, but in addition to that, um, looking a little farther down the road, um, you know, introducing different move mechanics or um, sort of secondary ability mechanics, like a trainer ability kind of thing that could work to counter specific superstars. Um, that makes it a little more interesting choice uh, as to whether you use a big move like that um, at a given time. Like I think you've seen in Hell Mode, uh, the reflect mechanic, right? Where um, a, uh, an opponent might have a reflect ability for a number of turns and you have to decide, okay, do I want to use this big choose move right now? Um, when half of the damage or whatever is going to be reflected back at me, or do I want to wait until uh, that effect is worn off and then you know use it afterwards? Um, so the, introducing new new mechanics in the game that make those again going back to sort of the, the choices and the player agency part of this that make those choices more interesting and more meaningful. That's um, definitely something we're going for. That's that's pretty cool. So taking all of this into account for four stars, like um. Last night we read on the blog that you guys are considering redesigning Last Outlaw Undertaker, the Great One, The Rock, um, and another character to be determined. Are you guys going to do like a complete overhaul or is it just like the new moves that unlock at four star that you're going to actually make them good or are you just going to reset them at the, um, you know, prior to four star level? I think it's a, with, with those characters, with those superstars uh, in particular, um, the plan is to do a rework of their entire move set. Awesome. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because every, you know, every character is getting a new move at four stars that will make them better in different ways or make their move set more dynamic in a different way or more situational, what have you. Um, but with those in particular, those are two among, uh, among a, a few that we've identified that um, have sort of lower usage rates or maybe lower win rates than uh, than we would like for uh, a superstar of that sort of caliber. And, you know, in WWE history, having these right. superstars who were just, you know, some of the greatest of all time, um, not performing at sort of the level in game that we would um, expect them to, I think that a, an overhaul and an overall improvement is, uh, is warranted. Does this overhaul, I'm sorry, eventual, um, right quick, does this overhaul also affect their trainer ability or just strictly moves? 
That's a great question. That's not something that we have um, talked about internally. Um, it's not a bad idea, uh, but it's it, the the primary focus has been on the on the move set. Okay. That's yeah. That that's really great news. Really great news because uh, I think I think we all have our experiences with Last Law Undertaker. Uh, so when I was a newbie at this game, I had. <laughs> I think I had, uh, <laughs> this is before trainers, so there's at least that, you know, but these are, guys are all at four star on my roster. I had Last Outlaw Undertaker, which I probably paid five bucks for. Right. And uh, there was uh, striker Seth Rollins, and there was Bray Wyatt, right? Now, granted, I didn't know what they would become at three stars. Right? It was still <laughs> early. But I looked at those three, and I, I was like, I don't know who I should level. And I was not part of a faction that knew anything at the time. So I was like, well, all I can hear is the commentary from WWE, uh, I guess from Michael Cole or whoever, uh, you know, here's the Undertaker, the best striker in the game. I'm like, oh, I'm going to level up Undertaker. <laughs> I quickly realized that he still sucked. <laughs> so this is definitely good news. And, and also for, uh, for The Rock, you know, some of us, uh, you know, charge through the tour uh, early on in the game cycle and, and manage to pick him up all excited just to find out that he was absolutely terrible. Just right. not worth, <laughs> not worth yeah. rushing. Through. Like the lockbox was more useful than the rock. So, um, so that's really good news because again, like we're talking about earlier macho man and Steve Austin, like they should be at the top. Well, so should attitude era rock and, you know, yeah. uh, undertaker toward the end of a streak <laughs> yeah it should I, be toward the top if not the and top. i think that's a that's a great point and a big reason why we picked those two um first was that um those are two two superstars that uh players have either bought through the through the starter pack or they might have won in the in the road when he was the the final reward there and you know that should be a reward it, th those characters those superstars should be strong um it should feel rewarding when you when you win those things so um that's a that was a big reason why we picked those two and what i would love to do and i'll be working with eric on this is sort of um yeah i saw his the thread that he posted on reddit um it got a lot of really awesome and interesting responses on, on different um other superstars that are worthy of a uh, potential redesign and um, I'm not sure exactly if we'll do sort of a, a, a vote or just sort of uh, pick based on the feedback that we get there. But um, I would love to do one more that just sort of the, the players have a, have a say in. Yeah, I would, I would almost say if, let's say, you know, you do one based on player feedback and it goes really well. I would, I would even encourage, you know, if there's another one that was really close, it might be worth considering that as well. Because, uh, you know, let's say Goldberg uh is the one that gets the most votes right obviously sure. he's way worse than he actually was right um so uh you know but let's say somebody like uh chris jericho gets beaten out chris jericho still deserves to be up there too so sure um you know i would definitely suggest considering you know multiple down the line you know assuming the first one goes well because i'm sure there will always be people to complain but at least uh you know, it, it, some of these guys do deserve better showings than than they were originally designed for. Yeah, and and I will say that you know that certainly has been taken into account with the new move that the superstars are, are receiving at four stars. Now that obviously requires you to take them to four stars to get that benefit, which is a pretty significant hurdle. 
Um, and especially if it's a, if it's a superstar who's not particularly viable at lower tiers and taking them all the way to, to four stars. But um, this way, at least uh, for, for every character, there's been a, a conscious effort in trying to make their moveset, if it's not already viable, become more viable and um, make it be a, a good reward for taking them all the way to, to the four star level. And then separate from that, we are, we're looking into the sort of complete character overhaul um, like for uh, Last Outlaw and, and The Rock. For sure. That's awesome. Um, so I know this is sort of addressed in the blog post on Four Stars that there was no uh, plan to have trainer levels at the start of Four Stars or something along those lines. But um, are there plans to have trainer levels beyond 5,000, even if it's you know deep into Four Stars or Five Stars? And if so, are they going to be continuations of the current trainer ability or kind of like a second trainer ability as you get further up? Uh, I, I guess I'll say there's no, there's no plan to add a, um, sort of second trainer ability. Um, the, the, the plan at the moment, uh, is after release, um, the trainer abilities are going to stay where they are. Um, what we want to do is, uh, make sure that the, the game balance is where we want it. And that requires sort of leaving the, the trainer levels at the current state. Um, I think that certain trainer abilities you will certainly see scale um, at the four star level later on, um, meaning in a later release with a sort of announcement that comes with it, perhaps like new trainer level or something to that effect. Um, but what we want to do is make sure that we don't just, you know, raise, you know, uh, Bray Wyatt now gives everyone five MP and then, right. you know, and then find out that, that might not have been a great idea. Um, so that's something that we will be doing after, uh, considering, I should say, after the, the four-star release um, and after we've seen kind of how the, the balance is, has shaken out, just to sort of um, do that a little more carefully. Yeah, that makes sense. Not change too many factors at once that you can't right. predict all of them anyway. Um, so I, that's kind of a, you know, for those, again, with kind of worry about feeling left behind and that sort of thing, at least from the sounds of that, you just focus on getting your main characters up uh, and not have to worry about, you know, also having to level up your trainers to the next tier, um, at least for now, which is right. I mean, that's good news. Yeah. And I would say definitely, you know, once the, um, once the list of moves uh, is released, um, you know, later in the, during this event, um, you know, take a look, take a look at what the, I'm sure everyone will be doing that, but, you know, take a look at what new move your, favorite superstar even if it's not one that you use uh right now they could be mm -hmm. getting a really awesome move at four stars that might just convince you to take them to that level and instead of someone that you've been using a lot at three stars because yeah. there, I, I expect there to be um a good amount of change in uh which superstars are um uh not not in terms of like a complete change in which you know superstars who are good are still gonna be good but um especially in ones that are not quite as viable right now i think you'll you'll probably see a lot of them become a lot more viable. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, have you guys considered, or is it in the works, to have like fuses for four stars, or, or is it purely just grind to four stars? I think that um, that's a great question, and it's probably one that's better for the, for the live ops team. Um, okay. I, I think that it's, it's, certainly, um, it's certainly something that we're, that's technically feasible. Um, the 
in terms of the event itself, uh, the if you if you happened to get a, a superstar at the end of it that you already had, obviously that would be a a fuse that gives you the the four full stars. If you get somebody you you don't have it, also be the the full four stars. But um, separate from that, in terms of evolving and enhancing, it'll still be the the hollow star pattern. Okay. Um, yeah, down the road, um, I could certainly see you know releasing um, opportunities for for fusing up, but uh, that's something that's probably better answered by the live ops team. Excellent. Yeah, I, we'll talk about it more with them, but I would definitely love at least you know for the the characters that we pulled as megas as full three stars uh, for if for no other reason than my OCD. <laughs> <laughs> I like my top row to be full full stars. Yep. No, no hollows. Uh, I don't really care about the gem damage and health. It's just <laughs> uh, um, so uh, another topic that I think that has been a lot of uh, questions about, and and I, I don't know again if this is really your wheelhouse or if you can at least touch on it. Um, but up until three star gold, there's been a very specific pattern of uh, token requirements for enhances and evolutions. Um, you know, with uh, like, for instance, with going from two star silver to three star silver, or sorry, from two star silver to two star gold, that was the first time you needed five of the three star silver tokens. Similarly, to go from three star silver to three star gold, you needed five of the four star silver tokens. Um, so if you were to kind of scale that up, um, the token requirements would be pretty drastic, especially given the uh, current state of you know what hell mode looks like and that sort of thing. So is the pattern going to continue with uh, going up to uh, with four star gold and five star silver tokens in the future, or would you be moving to like a different pattern of token requirements based more on the state of the game today? I think in terms of the pattern, um, in terms of the pattern, you can expect the same um, the same kind of thing. Uh, I think later on, Eric will be will be talking about the specific um, you know token requirements. But in terms of the overall pattern, I would, I would expect it to be similar. Um, that said, I think that there is, uh, you know, certainly there has been and will continue to be an increase in um, availability of some of those tokens that have been difficult to, to get in the past, whether it's three-star silver becoming more available on the daily, um, daily tours, things like that. Um, so I think that there, there will be opportunities. I think, you know, it's going to be, it's certainly gonna be a challenge to get um, your characters up to four star bronze um, for the you know awesome reward that getting uh, an awesome new move, I hope, and uh, a really strong character. Um, it's certainly gonna be a challenge, but um, but yeah, I think it, you'll, you should expect a similar kind of pattern. Okay. Um, outside of anything that we've discussed to this point, uh, what other aspects of the game would you like to see shift, you personally? Um, I think there, uh, I guess a few things I would like, we touched on it a little bit, but, um, what I would love to see some more, um, feedback on how your defensive team has done, um, in virtually all, all sort of PVP game modes, whether it's versus mode or feud or, um, you know, any, any sort of PVP mode, um, when you, set your defensive team and you make deliberate choices to put certain trainers on and pick their moves. Um, you know, I would love to see sort of how that played out. If not like 
I would love to see like, personally, I would love to see a replay of how my guy beat some other, uh, some other player. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's like feasible and I'm certainly not, not promising anything like that. That's just something I would personally love to see. Um, but I would love to see more feedback on, on stuff like that. I would love to see, um, more, uh, uh, more game modes that encourage, uh, you know, a really broad roster. I think a lot of times, like, again, I think the live ops team has done a good job with, um, sort of setting different interesting requirements. I think it was cool with the, um, the creep family and invitational recently, um, where, you know, they got to pick some of their requirements. I think that was pretty cool. And just seeing different, um, superstars on your roster be emphasized in different ways. But I think that, uh, we could, uh, you know, a new game mode that really emphasizes a, uh, broad and deep roster of, of superstars could be really interesting. And, um, I think something like that might be on the way. Excellent. That's pretty cool. And kind of an open-ended question here, a little bit more broader. Um, you know, what's the ideal state of the game that you and the team are hoping to achieve, uh, in this game's future down the line? I think, um, at least from my point of view, uh, what I would like to see is, and I, I don't mean to be a broken record, but I would love to see uh, your your decisions make a big difference. That was something when when I first started in this role, um, the characters, the superstars that I worked on, um, uh, Razor Ramon and, and Eddie Guerrero come to mind. Those two in particular were ones where um, the I wanted your choices to matter. Razor Ramon is if you you look at like the description of his moves and it's like a wall of text and you're like what is what's going on? <laughs> but, but if once you like start uh, playing with him and start figuring out how his moves work, I think it's really fun and it's it's fun to try to sort of troll your opponent with um, setting trap gems in different places that result in this and that. There are some awesome videos that I've seen. Um, I can't remember if that was um, Compitello or Jolie, but um, the, you know the the gameplay on that, I think is, is a lot of fun. That was one that I really enjoyed working on. And so coming up with, um, a state of the game where you feel like your choices matter, um, both in who you bring to a fight and into a match, who you, you know, what moves you pick, what trainers you select, when you deploy your moves, which gems you pick, all of those sort of things. So that when you win a match, you feel like not only have you sort of come all this way with your superstar and, and leveled them up and put all of the effort into uh, putting resources in them. But also in that particular match, you made choices that led to um, a win and that you feel like, you know, you, you earned that one. Uh, that from, from my perspective, just from the sort of character and meta part of this is what I'm definitely going for. Um, yeah. So, um, Given the amount of hours you spend testing characters, developing characters, like, you know, back and forth, in and out, making sure you everything is spotless, no bugs, every tactic thought out. Have you ever watched a tutorial online and say, wow, I did not think of that. I did not know that was possible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the great thing is that, um, you know, we can play test a, a superstar internally. Um, I can play a hundred matches with them at three star gold. I can run, you know, computer simulations with them against a whole bunch of different characters and see how they do. But none of that compares to sort of the 
the collective wisdom and insight and experience of like all of our players. And, mm. you know, obviously there are individuals who are put out awesome videos and tutorials, but even just like seeing threads in, in Reddit, seeing, uh, discussions on wh wherever people have discussions in discord or in their, their faction chat or wherever, um, where they're talking about different ways to win with different characters. That, that's the most, um, that's one of the most rewarding parts of this for me is seeing, once you kind of throw a, a character out into the wild, seeing how, um, what different ways you didn't even anticipate that, that players would, uh, would find to, to use them. And like, sometimes they find a way that's way stronger than you anticipated. And mm. that's just how it goes. Sometimes, um, you know, this is a bit of a sore spot because I still think Jake the Snake, uh, could, could get a little more love from the, from the community. But, uh, but sometimes, you know, a, a superstar that I've designed who I thought was, you know, really strong in this boost that works really well. Um, you know, players find that it's not as, as useful for maybe in feud or um, wherever. So like, for me, that's one of the most rewarding things is seeing how the, the players in general um, learn to use uh, a character. That's that's really awesome to hear because I think uh, a, a lot of the time, a lot of us, you know, even myself included, we, we get lost in like the gameplay or maybe uh, we're having an issue here or there and, and we kind of lose sight of that human element. And that's one of the things that Davey and I have really strived to bring to this podcast is the people behind the names and just the the human aspect of playing this game and to get your perspective as one of the main creators of this game and hearing about how, you know, our interaction with the game is rewarding to you is really awesome to hear. And uh, I, I hope that a lot of people would listen to this and, um, you know, have those constructive, uh, interesting conversations, the thoughtful ones that, uh, that, you know, bring us together and uh, also give uh, folks like you on the development team a chance to really, really grasp, um, you know, how much entertainment you are providing us. True. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, it's ultimately, this is, it's a game and it's a WWE game and we're all here because we like games and we like WWE. We like, um, you know, pro wrestling, that sort of thing. So uh, seeing everyone interact in different ways, whether, whether it's good or bad, honestly, right. whether it's <laughs> talking about why does this character have, have this move or why didn't they make this, this guy stronger? You know, all of it is what makes this, uh, this position and this experience amazing for me. And I hope that it, it does for you guys too. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Now, I did want to mention a few things from the chat. Um, sure. There's a lot of love for Goldberg being improved. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple people think that uh, I'm Edge. <laughs> Everybody thinks you're Edge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mama B's waiting for Elias. Yeah, um, so am I. <laughs> and... Um, yeah. So, and actually I did have, I did have one question of my own that I wanted to ask you publicly. Are you going to save Brett the Hitman Hart? <laughs> uh, so I think that uh, all of the, all of the superstars that you've mentioned um, should uh, receive good upgrades at, at four stars for sure. Um, 
Goldberg is definitely a strong candidate for getting a, a very strong move at four stars. Um, he's a he's a character who, in my opinion, should be much stronger than he is. Um, and I think the same is true of, of Bret Hart um, and both both versions for that matter. Um, I think that the the new gen version is one of my favorite just sort of uh, character looks in in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like both of them. I like Adesvier as well, but. Um, that is, you know, that's certainly a big component of Four Stars is making sure that these characters who didn't get as much love or, or um, ended up not being as viable in the current sort of gameplay end game, I guess, um, making sure that those characters get some more love at, at Four Stars. Um, what was the what was the other question I missed, or was that was that most of it? <laughs> I think that was most of it. It was mostly I, you know, my favorite wrestler of all time, and <laughs> kind of not so good, and he's kind of the best technician ever, and he's really not. Yeah. A game. So. <laughs> yeah, and as a personal favor to you, I'll make sure that he gets uh, that he gets great. Yes. Wow, we, we are throwing out personal favors now. No, no yeah, love you for Devon Dudley. That out, Davey. I, I, uh, I don't want any rumors going around that uh, you know, Vengeful got his favorite character fixed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, yeah, I take it back. Hashtag blame Vengeful. <laughs> blame Vengeful. He's, Damn he's it. Getting a, uh, a botch to silence move. Never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, of course, one of the big questions always is like, are we ever going to get Hogan? Oh boy, that is something that I do not. I just don't know the answer to. Yeah, I, I feel like there's probably a lot of licensing and WWE decisions to be made there. Not so much. Yeah, your team. Yeah, I mean, I you know these the the superstars from that era. I I grew up on the sort of uh, NES um, WrestleMania game. I played that game a, a lot, even though it was not you know great um but it had like six characters you know hogan was one of them jake the snake honky tonk man uh, bam bam bigelow and those are the those are the guys that i really um loved from from that era um in large part due to that that game so you know i would love to have i would love to have all of the guys from from that era in the game um i can't i can't guarantee that or or really speak to that too much but um course, yeah. personally i'd love it that's awesome. So this is just a fun question. If you were in the game, what class would you be and why? <laughs> Oof, that's tough. Um, I feel like I would be a, uh, I feel like I'd be a showboat. Um, yeah, I'd, I love the, uh, I'd probably wear something similar to like King of Kings, just some outlandish, <laughs> you know, something that makes me look like Shredder. Um, like i i think that's probably what i'd go with um just it goes with my persona i don't know if you can really tell because i probably sound really subdued and that's mainly because it's like eight in the morning here but uh but yeah i'd consider myself mostly pretty cool i i think i'd be a showboat too Uh, yeah you would definitely be a showboat too (laughs) what about you v1 uh yeah, I mean, this is this is like going to be just a warning to anybody else that's going to be on the podcast in the future. This will be a question from here on out. <laughs> this is the last question. Um, yeah, you know what? I I would love to be a powerhouse or a striker, but really, I'm a technician. I mean, I, yeah, nice. definitely a technician. Yeah. 
Okay, man, this was this was really cool to have you, Jeff. It was so much insight, especially coming off the major um, flood of announcements that you guys made last night. So I know the community is really going to eat this up and appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking time before your workday to spend it with us. For sure, guys. I really appreciate you having me and uh, definitely look forward to uh, to seeing how, the, how this uh, event goes and then how everyone ends up enjoying uh, four-star superstars so thank you guys so much for for having me yeah man cool thanks jeff appreciate the time my friend this is the d v o podcast the dvo podcast is based around the players and culture of the mobile game wwe champions if you are interested in watching the gameplay that accompanies this podcast please visit www.youtube.com slash Davy D Gaming One. That's D A V E Y D G A M I N G, the number one. Also, follow me on Twitter at Davy underscore gaming.